Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 17 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you are having a fabulous week. I do apologise for the radio silence. There was no podcast last week and usually if that happens, which is very rare, I will always go on and tell you and let you know and keep you updated. And I didn't. I have been very, very slack and I can only apologise. It's been one of those phases with work where nothing actually bad has happened. In fact, it's all very, very exciting. But I just let it overwhelm me a little bit in my mind. So if I wasn't at work, I was in bed sleeping or watching a bit of Modern Family, or thinking about work. And I just, I just, I've managed to get things in perspective, get myself organised and feel back on track. So we are back for a new episode this week. And when today's topic first came to me, I wasn't really sure what inspired it. I was just thinking, what can I talk about? Again, because usually I've always got plenty of episodes lined up in my mind, but I have been so consumed with work. I was like, I don't know what to talk about. And when the topic first came to me, I was like, why am I thinking about that? Where's that come from? So in fact, the last solo episode of Be Bougie, an example I used when I was talking about the subject in that episode was a recent experience I'd had of looking at houses to buy with my partner and I said about this dream house that we'd found and at that point I said if anything comes of it I'll let you know. Now it is very early stages but I am very very excited to say that after a few negotiations we had an offer accepted and things all so far so good touch wood wherever wood is everywhere absolutely everywhere um but fingers crossed we should be moving into our dream country cottage home within the coming weeks maybe months depending how things go but overall so far so good and that's when I realized that I think buying this house is what's inspired this topic today which is relationship timelines and how to navigate them is there a right time to do anything should you just go for it is it ever being too risky but equally are you ever being too slow and holding back out of fear how do do we navigate them? So let's start this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Now, we all know the standard relationship timeline that society, especially in the Western world, projects everywhere, that if you want to have a successful relationship, this is the way that you should do it. And that timeline is you meet, you start dating, and then depending on how old you are, of course, you might date for anywhere between a year to three or four years before you make the decision to either get engaged or move in together, whatever you fancy doing first. And then you either continue to live together for a bit before choosing to get married, or maybe you're already engaged. So then you go ahead and get married. And then once you're married, after a certain point, you start having babies. And as much as we know that it's so much more complex than this, and we know that there are a gazillion different ways to have a relationship and the way that you should do it is the way that feels right for you. If you are somebody that suffers with any form of relationship anxiety or just anxiety in general, you want to make sure that you are navigating your relationship in the best way possible because the right romantic relationship 
is one of the most important things in your life and it will be one of the most important things in your life. And so you think in your mind, you want to do whatever it takes to make sure that you have this happy, healthy, fulfilling relationship and that nothing ever goes wrong. And we are kind of taught really to believe that if we follow those steps, if we wait a little bit of time and then we live together for a little bit and then we get engaged, that that is the way to do things. And we have this rough idea of at least having a certain amount of time between each step. But we also know there are those stories of people who met and then were engaged in six weeks or met and married within four weeks and they're still blissfully in love 40 years later. And we've also heard of those people who have taken a really long time or maybe are still very happy together and they haven't been engaged and they've been together for 15 years, maybe 20 years, and they're just doing their thing. Equally, there are those couples that have been together for a really long time. They finally get married and then break up a couple of years later. And we see all of these different examples and we think, we don't know which one to do, which one is best. What if we just go for it? What if we just went and got engaged like that couple did in six weeks? We love each other just as much as they do. Let's just go for it and see what happens. We're going to have the best relationship ever if we follow what they do or if we follow what they do. And then, of course, our old friend comparison creeps in and we are constantly looking at every other relationship, trying to use a model to see what will work for us. And if we're doing it differently, are we doing it wrong? Does that mean we're not as happy? If we're not getting engaged yet, does it mean we're not as in love? And we can do all these sorts of things and trigger ourselves on a massive spiral. And I wanted to talk about it because before I was in the relationship I'm in now, this is something I was so guilty of. And especially in my 20s, which I know is very normal. If you are in your 20s, you're very inexperienced at life and you are just looking for examples of what to do best and what do you think is going to fit. So you're trying lots of things on to see what works for size. However, up until I got married, I thought I had absolutely smashed the relationship timeline. My ex-husband and I, and I feel like the fact I'm saying ex, you know, there's that kind of hint in there, (laughs) but we have been together since my first year of university and we lived between our parents' houses for several years while we saved up so that we could get a mortgage and we spent lots and lots of time together and then around the same time we were starting to look for a house my ex proposed so we moved in a few months after the engagement and we were a good few months into wedding planning by that stage the date had been set things like that so we were living together for about six months or so before the wedding We got married, came back home, carried on living life as normal. And then around two years later, we were separated and heading for divorce. And something that occurred to me in the very, very early stages of our separation was, and it surprised me because usually I look for things to blame and I can always find something to blame. And you would think a relationship timeline, I'd be getting really angry and thinking, but we did everything right. So why did it go wrong? But something that was so helpful to me is I had done so much work on myself within that year to two years before the marriage ended. In fact, that's probably a factor of why the marriage did end. That I knew that the time line or the way that we did things was neither good nor bad. So moving forward, that was one of the first lessons that I realized was that, look, you did it in the way you thought you should and it didn't work. So don't worry about doing things in the way that you think is expected of you. Just start living your life and see what happens and see where you go. But I remember there was a time where we had been together. It was about three months before we got engaged and I was having a particularly stressful day. It was just things were getting on top of me as they do when you are what 25 26 and then within the space of a few hours two different very close friends of mine reached out to me to let me know that they'd got engaged and as happy for them as I was my own insecurities overtook that happiness because my first thought I was getting tongue twisted there (laughs) my first thought was they've been together half the amount of time 
my ex and I have? Is there something wrong with us? Why is everybody getting engaged and we're not? We seem to be doing this so slowly. And I went on such a spiral. I got myself so upset. And the whole time, my ex was actually planning the engagement, but I felt so insecure. But the truth is, I was insecure in our relationship. There were lots of issues that I wasn't dealing with. But in my head, I was like, once we get the house and once we get engaged and we get married, once we follow that timeline and we do it all properly, everything will be great. Everything will be sorted. We'll be good. There'll be nothing else to worry about. And so many of our issues are just because we can't move ahead yet because of where life is right now. You know, I was freelance and here, there and everywhere and all sorts of stuff. And those insecurities would cripple me. and They would cripple me on and off for most of our relationship until I started doing the work. Fast forward to today and I have been with my partner Al for around a year and a half now and our timeline has looked completely different. So we dated for a few weeks, we then entered a relationship and we were together for around five months before we moved in together. We have lived together for just over a year now and we are in the processes of buying our first home together and being joint homeowners. And the whole experience has felt completely natural. And while I know there are some people that might hear that and think, that's a bit quick, that's a bit fast. Shouldn't you've been together a bit longer before you live together? Shouldn't you be living together longer in the situation you're in now before you go and get a mortgage together? And while I completely understand all of those thoughts and those processes that we go through when we hear different stories, this relationship, everything has felt completely natural and without sounding too woo-woo here, very much divine timing. An example of what I mean by divine timing is we had been in our relationship for three to four months. It was going really, really well, really enjoying each other's company, spending so much time together. And it was also the end of my divorce, the final settlement of what was going to happen. So that was also deciding what was going to happen with the house. And when it was decided that the house was going on the market, I was like, okay, it's got to go on the market. It's got to go through the sales process. I think when we bought the house, it took a good six months from buying to actually getting in. So I thought I've got time. I've got time to figure out what the next move is. The house went on the market a week to two weeks later. We had an open house the following weekend. And we had several offers, including a full price offer. So the house was off the market. It was sold. And the person that was buying it wanted to move in. This was like early December. They wanted to move in in January. And I was like, what is going on? It does not move this quickly. And I think we ended up deciding on early February. I think, I know we did. Of course we did. (laughs) We ended up deciding on early February as a date that would give me enough time and just give time for everything to be done and we can complete the sale. Now, when I first realized I didn't have as long as I thought I had, you know, I was really basing it on someone's got to buy it yet. Then we've got to go through things and things can happen and fall through. I was not basing it being on one of the most straightforward house sales in the UK that I've ever heard of in my entire life. So I had to pause for a minute. I had to be like, okay, what I thought was going to happen is not happening right now. What do I want to do? And I sat there and I was very quiet. And now had let me know. He said, if you want to move in, I would love to live with you, but I want you to, you know, make this decision for yourself. And I was like, absolutely. Now the younger Charlotte would have either gone, yes, I'll do it now without thinking about it. And I might have just jumped in. This time I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and meditate on this. I know my gut is telling me I really want to live with him, but I also don't want to put any pressure on the relationship because it is going so unbelievably well right now that 
I don't want to interfere with that, but I don't want to let either fear or impulse dictate how we move forward. I want it to be my intuition, my true self, what I really want and how am I going to move forward? So I meditated, I got really calm and I knew it was the right decision. So we sat down, we had a chat and we decided that I was going to move into Al's house and we were going to live together. And at that time, his brother was still living here. So it wasn't even really conventional for about three months. It felt like an episode of Friends, which I absolutely love. But we both had very open communication and I knew from a very calm and peaceful place that I felt more than ready to live without. And I was excited about living without, but it wasn't impulsive and it wasn't erratic and it wasn't coming out of any other place other than a genuine desire and a want to live with my partner. And it was a very stressful few weeks trying to pack up that house and get things ready and move in the date that I had because I'd also started a new job, which I was wanting to also prioritize. And me being me ended up juggling about four things at the same time. The day came where I had to put the key through the door to my house. And I was so surprised because I had loved that house and I'd actually worked really, really hard to try and find a way to keep it. But the moment I put my key through the letterbox and drove away, I felt the biggest weight come off, which intuitively told me, not only has this decision been the right one, but where I'm going to is also the right decision because I feel light, I feel good, and I feel excited, and that's it. It's that simple. And what I mean by divine timing is my logic brain had said, you'll be in this house longer. You're gonna give your relationship a longer amount of time before you move in together, all the sensible things, but the universe had other ideas. It was like, no, 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 this is what's gonna happen. And I am so happy to say that our relationship has just gone from strength to strength. It has been overall so easy. I know things, you know, you shouldn't say things are easy, but it really has felt easy living together. We've had a few tweaks here and there. We've got different ideas, how we cook or sometimes how we put the odd thing in the cupboard or things like that. But it's never been an issue. We just figure it out and we just keep going and it's got better and better. But that is because instead of worrying about a relationship timeline and thinking, is it too soon? Am I rushing it? I made the decision from a calm and centered place and it was the right decision because I was relaxed and I knew that the decision felt good to me and it didn't feel this erratic like oh I should do this impulsively it was just good and good is calm good is great and when we stop looking on the outside and look at how others are doing their relationships to see if we match up to see if we're on the same page and we just really check inwards with ourselves that's when we know we're doing it the right way because there is no schedule, rhyme or reason as to how we navigate our relationships. My biggest takeaway is if something feels right from that calm place that I keep saying, it doesn't matter if that is two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years. It is just listening to what feels good in that moment and making a decision when you know that you feel calm and ready to move forward. If you ever feel an element of pressure, so for example, when I was talking about the two different friends getting engaged, that made me feel an unbelievable amount of pressure. Now it's not coming from them, that was coming from me. That was, I'm not keeping up, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be. But that's not a reason to get engaged because you feel you aren't keeping up. However, in my brain back then, it absolutely was a reason to get engaged. Everybody else's, we should be too. And that was my logic and that was my reasoning. We have all seen and heard examples of couples that have rushed in really quickly and it's all blown up. And equally, on the other hand, we've heard of couples that have done things very slowly, very steadily, and it's still blown up. I really do believe there is not one fixed timeline that means your relationship is successful or it means your relationship will work. What I do believe 
is that it is important that you take the pace that is right for you. So if a slower pace works for you, you make sure you stick to that pace. But equally, if you are somebody that you can go with the flow and you know that you can tune in and you are really coming from a place of truth from yourself and it seems a bit quicker to other people, there is also absolutely nothing wrong with that. You do what works for you. For me, there are three key ways to make sure that your relationship is on the perfect timeline, if there is such a thing, for you and your partner. The first one is to make sure that you take the time to get very clear on what you want. And the way to do that is if you are somebody that gets overwhelmed, gets anxious, especially when there are decisions to be made, is to make sure you are not making decisions when you feel anxious or when you feel stressed or overwhelmed. Take yourself away, sit in a nice quiet room somewhere relaxing and either meditate or read. Do something to take your mind away from where you're at if you are getting stressed. And once your heart rate slowed down and you feel like you're breathing normally and everything feels good, tune in and see where you feel you want to go next. And it goes without saying that your partner should absolutely do the same thing. Make sure they've taken that time to get really clear on what they want and make sure that they feel really good in the decision of where they think they want their life to go and they want their relationship with you to go. The second thing is to communicate. Now, I will say this until the cows come home, if people still say they're saying, but you have to communicate so clearly and calmly to your partner and they have to do the same with you. The only way to make sure the relationship is going in the direction that feels good for both of you and you're both getting what you want out of this relationship and to make sure that this relationship is fulfilling both of your needs is to communicate those needs and those desires clearly but calmly if it ever comes from a defensive place it's not going to be heard if it comes from an erratic scatty place it could create uncertainty equally if there are lots of distractions going on if the telly's going in the background if someone's been really busy with work and they're not really focused right now that is not the best time to have those sorts of conversations. Again, a bit like the going off and deciding what you want. You want to have those conversations when you can both focus on each other. There are no distractions. Maybe you've got a nice glass of wine or whatever drink you like to enjoy at the end of the day, but you're both focusing. You're giving each other that one-on-one attention. You're relaxed. You not only express clearly what you want and what you need and where you think you see the relationship going, but you also create that space to listen to your partner. And if there are any points that slightly overlap or slightly clash, you don't get defensive if you don't say that's not what I want you hear them out you have a good conversation and you work out where you go next but you have to give space for your partner to share their needs and desires and you have to make sure that they feel safe to express their true selves to you because again the truer you are to yourselves and I know that sounds very cheesy to say be true to yourself but the truer you are to yourself they are to themselves and you are with each other the better the relationship's going to be it feels vulnerable it feels uncomfortable but the quicker you do it and the more you get used to doing it the better your relationship will be because your relationship can always feel lovely. You can always have moments where you feel more in love than you thought yesterday. And that is largely possible through communication. And number three is take action. So whatever it is that you have decided, the next steps that you want your relationship to take, whether that's moving in together, whether that is getting engaged, whether that's having a child together, whether it's moving abroad together, whatever those milestones are for you and your relationship, you then put actions in place to make sure those steps happen. Because sometimes we have the vulnerable conversation, we feel really good, and then the other person doesn't action anything. And we think, oh, well, they're not doing it. I'll wait for them to do it. And they're actually thinking, I'm waiting for them to do it. And then nothing ever really happens. And it can start to create resentment. So once you've both had those open conversations, whatever has been said, make sure you action 
what needs to be actioned. And I know that that sounds very logical and boring to put that on a relationship. But what I mean by action is if it's that you want to go on a holiday together, make sure within the next couple of weeks, you've both booked the same time off work. You've both started looking at deals and seeing what's coming up. If it's that you want to buy a house together, you go and book an appointment with an estate agent and you start having conversations. It doesn't mean you have to rush things. Booking that time off work does not mean you have to rush and book a holiday tomorrow, but it means you've set the intention to go on holiday together. If you continuously follow those steps, for the big and the small things because sometimes the small things are okay what do we want to achieve this year we're already married we've got our lovely house what do we want to do and we do just want to do that big holiday maybe we want to travel around the world maybe this is the year that we want to think about starting a family whatever a happy fulfilling relationship looks like for you and your partner and by following those three steps continuously you are constantly checking in with each other so if there are any tweaks that need to be made if anybody feels differently about something they may have said initially they wanted to do this but now they don't feel like they want to do that if you're always checking in with each other and you're always creating that safe space for each other that's the way to have a perfect relationship timeline there's no such thing but if you want to follow a timeline that is the way to do it i hope you've enjoyed this episode and as always i always love to hear what you have to say so do message me on instagram at charlotte jones presents and i'll see you soon 